Well, hello. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, brother. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing well. Man, I just want to kick this thing off right where we left off in Colossians 3.3. And I'm just going to start this off today by reading it. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Man, that's powerful. I mean, we sometimes, like we said last time, we forget that we are actually hidden in Christ in God. But at the same time, like we talked last session, God does not want to erase our personality. He doesn't want to completely get rid of us. And I think sometimes we forget that. We get in this vein of thinking or this line of thinking that God less of you, I mean, excuse me, less of me and more of you. Right. And when we get this thinking that we need to be completely gone in all of God in us, we completely eliminate the purpose of our creation. And we talked about last time how, you know, God experienced life without us before. So he decided to create some, some folks to, to talk to and have a relationship with. So we have to remain attentive that Christ did not come just for whatsoever reason. It wasn't just because God said, oh, man screwed up. Let's see if we can redeem it and maybe... You know, we won't have a total loss. God wow. so valued humanity that he sent his only son to die for salvation. The salvation not of one, but of the world. He so desired the personalities that he created within each one of us that he did not desire any of us to perish. But he provides everlasting life through the death of his son. And because of his deep desire for our uniqueness as an individual, he made that sacrifice. What a wondrous thing he did. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know of anyone, just because of my very unique personality, that Hmm. someone would just give everything away for. So why would he do that? Why would God give up his only son so that you and I could live? Brother, man, powerful stuff, first off. And to unpack something like this is going to take us some time, or maybe even another call in regards to this, because if we sit back and just come, we take it back a few sentences here, you kind of touched on our uniqueness, how God made us. The Bible says that the, the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, there's when we look up at night and we see the stars out there, they shine, and they declare back to us. The Bible says that there's not uh, a language, there's not a voice, there's not a place on the face of the earth where their voice isn't heard. Everybody can look up and just see the glory of God. And those stars shining, they're doing what they're, they were made to do, declare God's glory. When the bird flies in, in that graceful way that he flies, the eagle flying above, he's declaring the glory of God. He's bringing glory to God by doing what he was made to do. And as human beings, we're the pinnacle of his creation. Even the angels said, what is man that you're mindful of him? Well, who, who is man? Who is this man? And the Bible says that the very hairs on our head are numbered. That God has this, this love relationship with us to such an extent to where he's actually numbered each of the hairs of our, on our head. 
And you look at our DNA, the way it's, it was designed, in incredible detail, to where scientists now are just barely scratching the surface of this wondrous thing that God did. And in our DNA, it details our personality and our eye color and our hair color and, and all that stuff, the wonderful information he put down on such a minute level to make us who we are. And that's only on the physical. But the Bible says that when he formed Adam, he formed out of, out of the dust of the ground, but it doesn't stop there. It says that he then breathed the breath of life into him, showing that man is actually a spirit, and he came out of God himself. And so we're, we're eternal beings. We're eternal beings that really our genesis started in God himself. And the Bible says that we have no, there's no ending, whether it's an eternal punishment or it's with God himself. But we're, we're here for eternity. And it's a powerful thing that the God of the universe, not only does he, he make us special, he makes us unto himself, but he sets us apart, puts us at the pinnacle of his creation, and he wants to have a relationship with us. We see that God was walking in the garden. Bible says he came down after Adam had sinned, and he looked for him and said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? And Adam said, ah, well, you know, I, I, I hid, because he realized what he had done. But you can hear the heart of God there, that his, the relationship is something that's so important to him, the relationship. Man, that's good. I mean, the relationship we have with God is so critical. It's actually the pinnacle point of everything within the Christian belief. And sometimes I think we even lose faith, or not necessarily faith, but we lose sight of the fact that the relationship is the absolute core. Mm. Now, if we swing back where we were talking about the why, mm. why would he do that? Why would God completely give his own son up I believe that King David paints a beautiful picture in Psalms 139.14. In mm. the quote, it says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. If you go back to the very literal meaning of the word fearfully, back to the root, it literally means fear, almost reverent fear, wonder and awe. Wow. Wow. So the writer, David, is saying that, God, you knew every intricate, intricate part of me, every minute detail. You knew it. It's so marvelous. It's so wonderful. It's unfathomable that you could know so much and have made me so well and then he turns around and says and that my my soul basically saying the very essence of who he is knew it very well Come i on, think bro. that right there that paints a picture why god gave it up he said this is my wonderful creation the one that i poured my heart into I am not giving it away just because an enemy tried to destroy it. Wow. Instead, I will go and I will redeem it. I will pay the price it takes to buy it back. 
Wow. Wow. But he didn't want to that forget us. He didn't want to. That's it, man. He didn't want to forget us. He didn't want to cast us aside. Think of Rahab. I mean, I know we're bringing up many uh, folks from Jewish history here, but Rahab um, was not forgotten. Ruth was not forgotten. This this is you know, this is powerful, man. I want to jump in and say something. Sure. I love that you brought up Rahab because for those of you who don't know, Rahab was a harlot. She was a prostitute. Yet we know that she's in the lineage of the Savior. She was redeemed. And I love the word when you said redeemed. Oh, yes. you, know, you, can, you can tell the only way we know the value of something is based off the price that someone is willing to pay for it. The reason why Jordan's, the Jordan sneaker line is so valuable is because people are willing to pay for it in and of themselves. We know that you can go to China and probably they make them for five bucks, ten bucks. But here in America, they're willing to pay $150, dollars for, for those sneakers. What we're saying here is that God himself deemed humanity so valuable that he was willing to give up the life of his son. He at least saw us as valuable as himself. And that is just, that's something that we can chew on and we can chew on and we can chew on. And for eternity, we wouldn't be to get down to the depth of that kind of love. And what is it? You know, and you just touched on this. It's, It's so beautiful. I mean, what you're talking about right here with Rahab and the, the mirror that it has with what God did for us. Because Rahab, she literally put her life on the line. She hung a scarlet thread from the window so that the Jewish people would know which was her home because she protected the spies that went in. She knew that that was treasonous to her nation. She knew that, you know, she could die, but she saw what was happening. She saw the hand of God on the Israelites. And she knew in her heart of hearts what had to happen. And so through faith, she made a move. And because of her faith, it was counted to her. And she was brought into the lineage, like you said, of Christ. It's recorded in the Word. And she not only is in his lineage, but also remembered because of her act. Redemption. re. She, redeemed. she was redeemed. When the walls fell of Jericho, she was redeemed, her and her household. Brother, what, what does the word redeemed mean? Think about that. What does that mean? Re is a prefix that means basically to do again, right? Right. And deem is, is basically to purchase. So he repurchased, and to redeem was that we were his, and we sold ourselves. Humanity sold itself to sin, and he came back, and he redeemed us. He bought us back. And that's such a powerful thing. So we're, we're twice his. We're his because he created us, but we're his because he 
purchased us again with his own blood. That's that's just a and I love the the picture of Rahab being a prostitute because throughout time, you know, the Bible is an ancient book, obviously. But one thing that hasn't changed is a prostitute is usually in any society looked at as the lowest of the low. There you go. It's probably the most shameful thing that you can you can imagine. When you look at Jesus in the New Testament, where does he go? He goes to Samaria, which is a hated place. And who does he preach to? He preached to a woman who was an adulteress and had five husbands. It, it, this is a picture of the depth of his love. But to show how valuable humanity is to him, doesn't matter what kind of, it, it's kind of like if you saw a gold coin and that gold coin fell in a porta potty and it was full of what you can imagine porta potties are full of. Would that gold coin still be valuable? Still has the same doesn't value. Doesn't change the value. Doesn't change the value. Whether it's dirty, whether it's out of place, not in the correct place, doesn't change the value of that coin. That coin is still intrinsically valuable. Mm. That is so good. You know, I want to right, right back to that definition of redeem. Because you're right, it's like to buy back something to regain possession or exchange for a payment. So God literally, he regained possession of us, but he did it by exchanging himself and his sacrifice on the cross for a payment for our sins so that we could be regained and our fault not be counted against us. Wow. What a price. What a price. He gave it up for us. Gave everything up. Guys, if you don't know Christ today, we really want you to have the opportunity to come to know him. Um, There is really nothing like God. He is so great and merciful. And he has nothing but good in store for you. But it's really easy to come to know him. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. So guys, we're we're just going to lead you in a quick prayer. And brother, would you like to take lead? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the book of, um, in one of the letters that Peter wrote, he said that we weren't redeemed, basically. We weren't purchased with corruptible things. We weren't purchased with temporary things but we're actually purchased with the blood of Jesus himself. And so basically this is you accepting what he's already done. There's nothing new. God's not going to come down and do this again. It's already done. Simply a matter of you accepting it. So if you do accept it, let's repeat these words. Father, I thank you that you made provision for me, and I thank you that you took my place. You paid a price that I could never pay, and you paid a debt that I owe. I ask you now to forgive me of my sin. I accept Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. As for me, and I receive you now into my heart. I thank you that as of this moment, I'm in right relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe if you prayed that prayer. 
You are now born again, filled by the Holy Spirit himself, and God's got you. Get get in a church where the Bible's being preached with other believers and start the fellowship, and you'll see that this life gets better and better and better. God bless you, girl. God bless.